Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. I have this self-portrait from almost three years ago of myself and our older son, Felix, who was about two months old at the time. And if you've never seen the photo on my Instagram, let me describe it for you. It's a wide shot and we're standing in a corn maze. I'm carrying Felix in a ring sling and he looks like a little baby angel with his bright blue eyes looking up towards the sky and his little dollop of blonde hair on top of his head. And I'm standing there with my hands embracing my son, looking down at him like, hey, everything's totally perfect and we're just a normal family enjoying your quintessential day out at the fall festival. That photo feels like a lie because that entire day was an absolute catastrophe. It was October of 2019, and I was still shooting weddings at that point, which meant that my Saturdays in the fall were almost all completely spoken for. Nature of the beast, wedding season, it was what it was. I had also had very little in way of a maternity session, which we also knew could happen because both of my kids are adopted and we knew that like we could get a very sudden call like right in the middle of wedding season. It didn't end up being a sudden call. We had about two months to prepare, but even so, Felix was born at the end of August and wedding season gets really crazy in September and October. And so all I wanted to do was go to the farm that my husband and I had been visiting for years. It's this huge property. It's called Temple Hall. It's about 40 minutes away in the Virginia countryside. And there's a maze and a pumpkin patch and cider and kettle corn and like a tractor pull and all of the cliche things that we Americans do when the weather starts to cool off. And so in years past, when Matt and I would head out for the fall festival, I would think like, I cannot wait to bring my kids here one day. And so once Felix was born and the calendar turned from September to October, this was my moment. But I only had one free Saturday in October. Everything else was booked up with weddings and our Sundays were spoken for with church obligations. So we put it on the calendar for Saturday, October 26th. I looked back on my calendar just to make sure I had the right date. So we were going to go to the fall festival. And after years of waiting to become parents, I could finally bring my son with me. And since I was doing a monthly self-portrait in 2019, that was one of my yearly goals, monthly self-portrait from January to December, what better opportunity to take my October self-portrait than at the farm, right? So with that much pressure, riding on this one day to be absolutely perfect and fulfill all of my years of longing for motherhood with the picture book fairy tale version of a lovely fall afternoon as a new mother, of course, everything went off the rails, right? Starting at the beginning of the day, the friends that we were supposed to pick up from the airport had their flight delayed, which means that we couldn't leave on time like I'd wanted to. Then when we finally did get in the car, I'm sure we were delayed by some kind of blowout situation. (laughs) When we finally did get in the car, then there was traffic. And then Matt took a wrong turn, and so I got mad. And now on top of the tension of running late, we were now fussing at each other over the right route. And so on and so on. And the tension starts to build and build. So by the time that we got to the parking lot of Temple Hall... That evening, mind you, I'd wanted to spend the whole afternoon there. By the time we arrived, we only had 40 minutes of daylight left to explore this multi-acre farm and the corn maze and the pumpkin patch and all of it, and I was steamed. I pulled my camera and my tripod out of the bag, I secured Felix in the sling, and I literally stomped off like a child to the ticket booth. It was so stupid. (laughs) If my time hadn't been so limited, if I hadn't been so focused on only having one chance to take Felix with me as a newborn, 
I wouldn't have put so much pressure on the day to be everything that I wanted it to be. And it wasn't fair to my husband. It wasn't fair to my son or to myself. I was acting kind of manic. And I will take full responsibility for that. I had I was out of control. But in addition to my extreme behavior, I also had to look at the circumstances and realize that kind of schedule was pretty typical for wedding season. Like October is to wedding photographers as April is to accountants, right? Totally bananas. Was I really willing to do that every year? And likely not just once per year because April and May and September too, those months are usually pretty slammed for the wedding industry in our area. It's like too cold in the winter to have weddings. Nobody wants to take pictures outside and everyone gets mad at the photographer. And then in the dead of summer, it's so humid in Virginia. So April, May, June, and then like September, October, early November, those are the craziest seasons. So this wasn't just like a one-time thing. And so now the question becomes, does being a wedding photographer actually fit with the kind of life that I want to lead and the kind of mom that I wanted to be? I had already branched into branding. We had officially launched the offer in May of 2019 after I'd, I'd been shooting brand sessions kind of on the down low for a couple of years before that, testing it out, seeing if it was really an offer I wanted to officially introduce to the Abby Grace brand. And I also knew that I was really good at brand photography. After all, I'd been a photographer for years, so I knew I was good with the camera. And then after years in the wedding industry, I knew I was really good with people. And the strategy of marketing and communications has always been something that I love. I majored in communications with a concentration in public relations. And so brand photography was like the perfect coming together of all of those gifts. But I was afraid to pivot out of weddings. I loved my wedding couples and the events. They're pretty, they're fun, and getting published in magazines felt really good. And weddings paid my bills. By the time we made the call to exit the wedding industry, I was consistently booking wedding collections for between ten dollars and $15,000. And I, I want to be clear, I'm not saying that to make myself sound great. I'm saying that to impress upon you just how much income we would stand to lose if I stopped booking weddings because I know I'm not the only one who is afraid. The thought of leaving weddings felt really scary, maybe even dangerous. Like, how could I explain this to my family members who knew the kind of rates that I commanded? I remember telling them when I was going to leave my corporate job that that smile that's paired with like a questioning raised brow, like, oh, are you sure that's wise? (laughs) We got the exact same reaction when I began telling family that we were going to phase out weddings. I had a great reputation, an extremely solid portfolio. I was on the preferred vendor list for some of my favorite venues. I was consistently working with some of DC's best wedding planners who I knew I could count on for consistent referrals. So was I really going to leave all of that behind and make brand photography my main offer? Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely going to want to join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation and learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist that changes everything. 
So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media, and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's gonna leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. Matt and I have said for years that we desire to run a business that enables a life we love, not a life governed by the business's every need. In the words of one of my Brand Photography Academy students, Denna, I wanted to be the one running my business instead of the business running me. And with the current pace I was running at back in 2019, it felt like weddings were becoming increasingly at odds with my family life. Long days and late nights with long drives home, long weekends away, meetings in the evenings that meant I was missing sometimes dinner and often bedtime routine with my son, the increase in pressure and stress that I felt every time we raised our wedding rates. None of that was aligned with the life that I saw for our family, especially not once our kids got older. So we did the scary thing. We put our money where our mouth was, and we began the slow pivot away from weddings, making brand photography my signature offer, and eventually phasing out weddings entirely. Brand photography has become a much bigger conversation in the past five to seven years, right? Like as social media has grown and the demand for fresh visual content continues to increase, small business owners are finding that a simple headshot session really isn't enough to connect with their audience. Their audience wants to see more, wants to know more, wants to feel personally invested in this brand that they're considering purchasing from. So the business owner needs to show more of what's going into producing the final product and more of what it looks like to work with them in order to hook the viewer's attention. Brand photography is a branch of commercial photography that's focused on providing professional, cohesive images for entrepreneurs and small business owners. And brand photography tells the story of the small business owner's offer with visuals in order to connect with a business's target market. Because what brand photography does is it helps to bridge the gap between the brand owner's intention for the brand and their audience's perception of the brand. When there's a disconnect there, things feel awkward. Like I'm trying and people aren't responding the way that I want them to. Yeah, it's because there's a disconnect between how you intend for the brand to be perceived and how your audience is actually receiving it. And that's a really tall order to achieve with just headshots, right? So, so we do this, we bridge that gap through a combination of portraits, right? Process imagery and photographs that depict the client's product or their offer. The purpose of brand photography is actually kind of meta when you think about it. You're not really shooting for your client's enjoyment like you would for a wedding or family portrait session. You're actually shooting to attract the client's audience. You're not shooting for the client. You're shooting for the client's client. Whereas headshots just depict somebody's face smiling at the camera, brand photography is a more holistic approach, right? We're telling the whole body story of a business from the product to the personality of the brand itself. And what I love is that it is strategy and storytelling and technique all woven together to help a business owner show what they do and how they do it and to attract the very people who need what they're selling. The client has a product that will be a solution for their audience's need and they just need help connecting with the audience. 
So leaving my corporate job in 2012 was a huge leap of faith. I left, I started my corporate job in 2010. I left two years later to take photography full time. It was a huge leap of faith, but it, it was what I knew we were supposed to do. Despite so many people on the outside telling me to play it safe, like just stay at your corporate job. You've got a great thing going on. It's a government contractor. Like you don't have to leave that like ever if you don't want to. (laughs) Despite so many people telling me to stay, after praying and waiting and running the numbers, I knew that taking the risk of going full time with photography was what I was being called to do. And after that fateful day in October of 2019, I began to feel a similar beckoning. And while I was nervous at the prospect of pivoting, I knew that the trade-off was going to be more in alignment with the type of life that we wanted to lead. The pivot itself was not immediate. After all, weddings, you know, those usually book up anywhere from like 9 to 18 months out. So we anticipated being able to take our time with the pivot. After all, I'd been shooting brand sessions quietly for a couple of years at that point. We'd only really officially launched the offer like six months prior. So making the decision to fully lean into branding, I was like, this will probably take like five years, right? Well... Then COVID hit (laughs) and wedding schedules around the world got absolutely wrecked. I remember one day in May 2020 when I got three emails in one morning from three separate brides. One of them was canceling their wedding altogether, meaning the four to $5,000 on their remaining balance just vanished from our expected income for that year. It was gone. There There was no coming back from that. It was canceled. And then the other two brides were postponing their weddings to 2021 at least, meaning there was a delay in a further 10-ish thousand dollars from our income that we were expecting for the year. But in the meantime, brand photography inquiries and bookings were starting to pick up, which felt counterintuitive to me. Like, isn't isn't like everybody around the world tightening their purse strings? Like the wedding industry slowed down, which felt like almost my whole world at that point. But I realized that just because the wedding industry had slowed down, that didn't necessarily mean that the brand photography industry had slowed down as well. Um, And so then I added another pro to my column for brand photography, you know, list of pros and cons. There are a lot fewer logistics that go into planning a brand shoot, which means brand shoots are less likely to be impacted by upheavals in our economy and public health crisis and supply chain issues and all of the other fun things that you and I have walked through over the last couple of years. So for anybody who wants a timeline, we made the decision in late 2019 to gradually start to phase out weddings, thinking that this would take like three to five years. Um, And we signed our last wedding contract in May of 2021. After that, we were like, we're not taking on any more wedding bookings. I haven't posted anything wedding related to my social media feeds or my blog since May of 2021. So the same month that we booked our last wedding with the exceptions of a few stories from a wedding that I shot in Hawaii in October because the Hawaii. I have two weddings left this year and then that's it. It feels both strange, kind of like an out-of-body experience. Like, wait a second, Abby, this was all you wanted in 2012 when you left your corporate job was to do weddings and nothing but weddings. And then it also feels like a long time coming. Like we've been waiting for this. And maybe we've been waiting for this since before I knew we were waiting for this. I actually shot my last engagement session a few weeks ago and driving home from that was like, I was both happy and really sad. Like I'm going to miss this, but I also feel this sort of sense of freedom and possibility. I'm so excited for the slower pace and the more even schedule throughout the year that comes with being a brand photographer exclusively. After taking some time to find my rhythm for brand shoots, we found so many benefits that I hadn't realized were eluding me as a wedding photographer. Like how even though about 70% of my brand shoots require travel, I'm still home more than I was with my travel schedule with weddings. And for my local shoots, I'm able to kiss my kids goodbye in the morning and then be home in time for dinner and bedtime snuggles at night. 
I'm also no longer scheduling meetings in the evening and definitely not on weekends. See, with weddings, it was a personal event, so they were planning it on personal time outside of work, which often meant that they needed to meet after hours. Like a lunchtime meeting wasn't always possible, so they would ask to meet like six or seven in the evening, sometimes Saturdays or Sundays. And that's just the, that's the nature of the wedding industry. And that worked for me for years. To be clear, I never had meetings on Sundays and typically not on Saturdays unless there was no other option available. But once I became a mom... Those evenings and occasional Saturday meetings, those became harder and harder to make work. Like, because I had to ask Matt to corral at the time both of our dogs and an infant in our bedroom for at least an hour so that I could have a meeting downstairs in my office without background noise. (laughs) With branding, because my clients are other business owners and their brand shoot is a business event, not a personal one. That means we meet during the day. So I reserve Thursdays between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. And then there's another block between 1.30 and 2.30. I reserve those times for meetings with new clients. And then strategy calls for my existing clients, their pre-shoot strategy call, those take place on Tuesday mornings. All of my shoots take place Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday so that my work stays within the confines of a standard work week. Because I know that as my kids get older, I want my weekends free to go to their t-ball games and laugh with the other parents as our children pick dandelions in the outfield. And I want freedom to go to a ballet recital on a Saturday morning and cheer with the other parents with the same amount of gusto that I'm sure Misty Copeland's parents bring with them to Lincoln Center. I wanted white space on my calendar to plan like an impromptu trip to go visit my grandparents or to go to Disney if we're, you know, feeling especially celebratory. Or I wanted a random Saturday in October to go to a fall festival without feeling the pressure to make up for all the other Saturdays I'd missed because I was working. And add to that, the brand photography niche is still relatively new, which means there's space and time to claim a corner of the market. I've talked to some of my students inside Brand Photography Academy who have voiced a concern that their market is saturated. And I'm telling you, it isn't. Not even close. And with the fact that new business applications were up from 4.4 million in 2020, which was a record on its own. So 2020, 4.4 million applications for new businesses up to 5.4 million in 2021. That means there are more business owners than ever before, which means there's an increase in demand for brand photography. There are plenty of clients to go around. I love that brand photography offers me the chance to be proactively creative, which was something I didn't realize I was missing from weddings. I love that with branding, I can sit down with a cup of coffee and my notes from our sales call and the client's pre-shoot questionnaire filled out and then photos of the location where we're going to be shooting and I can start to create my shot list pulling inspiration from anywhere and everywhere. I can storyboard out an entire brand shoot all before the day of the session, which means that I'm not having to rely on creativity to strike in the moment. Like I don't have to wait around for the Pinspiration Fairy to show up on set. Instead of reacting to what's happening around me, I get to act as creative director. I get to help my clients source specific looks and details ahead of time to help weave the story that I know my client is trying to tell. And we get to do all of that before the shoot day, which means that both myself and the client show up better prepared to absolutely crush it on set. I also love that because brand shoots aren't dependent on the weather, I can shoot them throughout the year, which then creates more consistency in my month-to-month calendar and income. Like I mentioned, wedding seasons were typically like, go, go, go from April to June, and again, from September to early November. But with brand shoots, we don't see that same kind of compacted seasonality. Like this past January and February, those are always dead seasons for us as wedding photographers, That was our busiest season yet. 
with brand photography. I had five shoots in six weeks, which then allowed me to take March to focus on our third launch of Brand Photography Academy. Our clients book according to what works with my schedule and theirs. There's no like hard date that they have to have the brand session on uh, because we're not typically booking a location until after they've spoken with me, which means that we can arrange our calendar in a way that aligns with the kind of life that we want to lead, the kind of pace that feels best, both for our family and for my own creative energy. I mentioned in episode three that I can only take a certain number of brand shoots per month before I start to feel spent. And because there's no hard date that my clients are set on, it means that we can pace these out in a way that works for their schedule as well as for mine. I loved being a wedding photographer. I loved it. It was an absolute joy and a privilege to play a small part in one of the biggest days of my clients' lives so far. And I've met some of the most incredible people. Some of my clients are still friends to this day. And I've had some seriously crazy adventures. Truly, ask me about the time when I was shooting a wedding that was like two blocks from the White House and the National Guard got called in because there was an insane clown posse rally and a Trump protest and then the corresponding Trump rally all at the same time. Seriously, ask me about it. And so much of what I bring to the table as a brand photographer was shaped by the 12 almost 13 years that I spent in the wedding industry of learning people and posing and helping people feel comfortable and the interpersonal communication between humans and the storytelling aspect of it and problem solving and all of it. So much of what I bring to the table as a brand photographer was shaped by my years as a wedding photographer. As scary as the prospect of a pivot initially was, as terrified as I was to give up the safety of a relatively secure place in the wedding industry, Matt and I knew that this was what was next for our family. Change is frightening because it means that things are likely going to be hard. And I don't mean that it's inevitable that you're going to struggle to make it work. Although realistically, you might. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're less intelligent or less talented than your neighbor down the street. Maybe it just means that your model needs tweaking. But when I say that things are likely going to be hard, I mean that moving from a pattern and a rhythm that in the past resulted in relatively predictable income Moving from that to a new landscape where you're unsure about industry norms and you're still figuring out pricing, where it takes a little while to find your groove with consistent bookings, that's hard. You're forming new relationships and you're learning to talk about your work in a new way. You're, you're learning new things, learning lots of new things, and you're being challenged in a way you might not have been challenged for a while. Or maybe you're being challenged in a way you've never been before. But when the payoff of that challenging pivot whether you're pivoting into branding or some other type of photography or some other kind of business entirely, when the payoff is a business that's even more in alignment with the values that you hold, with a schedule that allows you the freedom and the flexibility you've been craving, and more time spent with the ones that you love, well, I can tell you from experience, it's worth every minute. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace, and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?